It's the Peppers Podcast, a talk with business owners, politicians, and musicians about how they got to where they are and what the future holds for these local businesses. And now, from Frank's Restaurant, Bill Peppers. All right, and welcome to the Peppers Podcast. I'm Will Peppers, and today I have with me Mr. Matt Ramsey. Is that correct? You said it perfectly. Awesome. I'm good at saying names sometimes. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, My name is Matt Ramsey, and uh, presumably I'm here to talk about my photography business, which is called Optiviz Media, photography and videography services. Excellent. Uh, what uh, What all services do you offer? Wow. So uh, pretty broad offerings right now, you know, kind of getting business where it exists. But uh, so I'm uh, anything you can do with a camera and a computer, I'd like to say. So we're doing a lot of product photography, um, about us videos on websites, uh, photos for e-commerce, just, you know, whatever you need photos and videos for promotional videos, thank you videos Mm -hmm. uh, for your events, that kind of thing. That's awesome. I don't think I've had I well, I work with Dart and he does some online digital video stuff but um he nothing like what you're you're offering it's really cool yeah and it you know it's it takes a broad creative skill set to manage a, a, the kinds of products that Absolutely. we work on sometimes we work together on projects so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and your where is your business located at right now well i just took a big step and opened an office at the pantheon awesome. so uh, i think we all know where that is but it's downtown on main street in vincennes i've got an office on the second floor where uh, it serves me as a studio and as a for general office purposes yeah the pantheon's been a real blessing for some businesses to mm. give them a space to get started and, and get going yeah i mean they've helped me make connections educational resources it's been pretty instrumental in my growth and you're you're really nicely placed because you have a lot of fostering businesses that would probably want a lot of those services that you you're offering yeah too. it's it's beneficial for me and for them, and I've have you know enjoyed the experience of growing with businesses, my business growing alongside other businesses, and kind of supporting each other and collaborating. Yeah, excellent. Uh, what are your educational backgrounds? Mm, oh boy, so I, I don't know. I feel like I've been in education, like been getting educated most of my adult life. So mm-hmm. uh, I went to South Knox High School. I went to VU for computer networking on a music scholarship. Uh, for like three semesters until I ran out of money. I transferred to uh, community college in Illinois and graduated with uh, two degrees in computer networking, uh, associate's degrees, uh, like at the perfect time to watch the American economy collapse, uh, especially in the tech sector. So I kind of floundered for a while trying to either save up to continue school or like get a foot in a job somewhere um, and ended up joining the Navy so that I could take advantage of uh, continuing school on the GI Bill. So... Mm -hmm. Um, in the Navy, there was like two years of like the most intense school I did was in the Navy. Uh, I, the program I was in sort of was like a 18 month crash course in uh, in nuclear engineering. So that was uh, cool. And then after after I got out of the Navy, I completed finally my bachelor's degree in English at, at ISU. No, oh, wow, that's so a... <laughs> lots of lots of. Sc- I mean, I like school, so it's yeah. I don't. It's not a complaint, but yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in school. My the education question is real fun for me because there's so many people who are who went to school for something that they are doing nothing with now. Yeah, yeah. So, but you are using a lot of what you went to school for in in what you do. It's funny correct? the way you see your education translate into what you do even if it's not it's specifically tailored to that yeah Yeah. so like i I don't know 
the computer stuff I do is usually part of a, an electronics program and like all the iterations that I've experienced that. So like understanding electronics is important in photography and, and having a technical and analytical mindset. But then, you know, studying music or English and, and basically I have an arts degree that's also helpful in crafting creative media. So, yeah. 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 The arts degrees are you're always going to use something from it mm. for something. Yeah. Um, a lot of people laugh and make fun of people who get arts degrees. And, and in some cases, you're right. There's nothing you can do with some of those degrees. Mm. But there's a very varied mass amount of the arts degrees that you're going to use in everyday life, if nothing else. Yeah, and like an arts degree is a culture degree. It's a history degree. You know, it's a lot of, and it's, it's general liberal arts, too, kind of all tied into one thing. That well, and there's some people that take that for a path to get into teaching, too. Sure. So they they can get that, and then they can substitute teach, or they can become a teacher with enough experience and everything. Yeah, it's not as useless as it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially now that there's a lot of schools that have a uh, teacher an issue with having enough teachers they're really opening up the ability for anybody with a degree to be able to at least substitute and and help out with that issue so. yeah what are some of your hobbies or favorite stuff to do oh wow cool was not expecting that question yeah what, what are yeah. we gonna like learn about each other exactly are people that's gonna learn about me hey that's what this is about so, um, you know, I, I like arts stuff, right? My photography business is sort of born out of a, you know, a, a photography hobby. So I like to do landscape photography. Uh, I like songwriting. Uh, obviously, I studied English. I like writing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, poetry, I like reading. Uh, and, uh, oh, I'm also into, like, outdoor stuff. So I like running and activity and hiking and biking and all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm kind of a nerd, too. So I like tech and computer stuff. I, some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a nerd. But anymore... So many people are into a lot of that stuff, too, mm. you know, and it's kind of hard to to pinpoint who the nerds are and who aren't. anymore. Sure. I mean, so. how do you live without nerd stuff nowadays? It's like exactly. it's it, it makes up our lives, well, so. especially now that all these comic book movies ha are taking over. Oh, and, yeah. And everything. That's the nerd kingdom right there. Yeah. So. Nerd. Yeah. You're welcome, nerds. Yeah. Right. The world is yours now. Exactly. Yeah. We'll take it. Um, so how did you get started with photography or in life? Yes, both. So I don't after the day you were born. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my. So, uh, I guess I, photography is like a boyhood hobby of mine. Like I remember, uh, I got my first camera. Like we, we did these like band fundraisers and like we sold magazines and like you got, if you know, based marching on band. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the extent that there is a marching band at South Knox. Yeah. True. Nothing against you Spartans, but, uh, and I think it's grown now, but when I was there, it was like parade marching. Oh yeah. When I was there at my high school, we had a very strong band. We, we ended up going to state quite a few years. Did so. you go to Lincoln? No, no, no. I'm not from the mm. area. So, um, Northern Indiana, but yeah, we had a, we had a very strong band and we went to state quite a few years. So that's where I got my love for music. I'd been singing younger, but that's where I developed my love for music and and going on from there. Yeah, I've done a lot of that, a lot with that since then. So, so, uh, but you know how they put you out on the streets to raise the money for the band Every with your other various fundraisers. I think we sold like yeah. we sold trash bags, we sold magazines. Like, I mean, we we were out there making the money. So, yep. um, and of course, there's that skill you learn also. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, my fundraise, my big what was behind my fundraising motivation was getting the, the top tier of magazines so I could get the sweet 
fixed lens 35 millimeter camera uh but yeah i was playing with the family camera i developed pictures uh in photo labs through college so, oh my uh it's just something that's always interested me and then especially in those like floundering years that we talked about when I, you know, I was trying to, you know, sort of like without a place, without a job, without a path to continue education, like photography became really important to me just in interpreting life experiences as I was traveling, as I was meeting people. And, and then in the Navy as well, traveling the world and sort of, you know, being able to capture and retain those memories. Where all did you go when you were in the Navy? Well, um, in the States, I was in South Carolina, I was stationed in San Diego, and then I was permanently deployed for three years to the Far East. So uh, I was on an aircraft carrier called the USS Ronald Reagan, which is permanently forward deployed and home ported in Yokosuka, Japan. Mm -hmm. And we did patrols around, like all around um, Oceania and uh, Southeast Asia. Oh, that I bet that was a lot of fun. It, it, it yeah, fun, challenging, like this, a broad range of experiences. And uh, and when I came home from that, ex you know, that uh, protracted deployment, it was the first time I'd been in the states for three years, and I think that also kind of fed my hunger to sort of photograph the local landscape. Were you able to visit a lot of these countries when you were deployed? There would sometimes you... be uh, brief port calls. It could be three or four days. Yeah, I worked in the reactor plant, so we're we've got the reputation of the last people off the ship and the first people back on. Mm -hmm. making preparations to pull into port and take away. But, yeah, I've got to set foot in four or five different countries uh, around in the area, in that area. Yep. That's awesome. That's it was cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not a vacation, but definitely no. a worthwhile experience. Well, for sure. it's a cultural experience, especially. Yes. That's what I would be interested in, you know, not necessarily wanting to get away. But at that point, you're so much else to learn out there from different countries and different peoples and it's just fascinating to especially since in america this country isn't all that old so True. when you go to any of those other countries you're pretty much going into in some cases thousands and thousands of years of history that are built up around there yeah so. i mean there's not really s such a thing as that old of civilization here that hasn't been destroyed <laughs> yes, <laughs> that you can yeah. still experience. So yeah, it's very, very cool stepping into older parts of the, you know, parts of the world. Um, and I lived in Japan for the, that time also. So like six months of the year I was, uh, and I learned to speak Japanese and mm -hmm. like I made Japanese friends. And so, yeah, the cultural immersion is like, it, it's, it's pretty unbeatable. That's cool. That's so neat. I'd love to visit Japan myself, so maybe... I hope you get to. Maybe it's, someday, yeah. Yeah, it's really an experience. Definitely sure. on the uh, bucket list. Um, but don't join the Navy to do it, Will. I, well, Take yourself fine. a nice vacation I sometime. don't think they will take me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I, I, am, I, don't know. I am falling apart way too much for them That's to be like, not, oh, Yeah, okay. you might be winning there. <laughs> yeah. What were some of the issues you faced when you were opening up your business? Ooh, good question. So I, I really, I didn't know how to get it started. And um, the I, I didn't necessarily have the idea to translate my uh, like landscape photography arts hobby into a business myself. Um, I attended a workshop at the Pantheon and they hooked me up with a training at, that the Indiana Arts Commission was giving for artists. And I was accepted into that program. And that's where the seed was planted into my brain that maybe I could have a more sustainable and viable arts practice. When was that? That was in 2021. Okay. Yep. I think maybe the first year the Pantheon was open. So I was a very early member at the Pantheon. Mm -hmm. um, and they were connecting me with these, these resources. And, um, and that's where it sort of, I, the, the idea was presented to me that maybe if I commodified or commercialized my art practice a little bit, it could be 
so could sort of support itself so that I'm not constantly engaged in labor efforts and I can sort of focus more on arts. Yeah. Did, did you do very much with um, developing your own film? When that was necessary, that, yeah, yes, but it's not a. I'm, and some people do do that for fun. That's it's not something that I take pleasure well, that's in. That's what I'm saying is maybe because I worked kind of in of an age that, yeah, that when yep. we started, especially when you were younger, that you were developing everything. There was no such thing as absolutely, yep. And then when when digital cameras first came out, like it was not something that everyone could afford. Yeah, um, yep. and so there was like a, a period of time where I was working with what were like called point and shoot cameras, mm -hmm. so that I didn't have to keep paying to develop film. Uh, even though these were kind of didn't have f like a full complement of camera controls. Um, and then uh, I think I got my first digital camera in 2013. When everyone comes out of boot camp, they get a $600 check that usually goes to an Xbox or a TV, but mine naturally, mm -hmm. my, my $600 boot camp check went straight to a digital camera that I bought at Sears. <laughs> so that that's was my cool. first like fully manual digital camera. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's another thing that's gone by the wayside, Sears. Mm. <laughs> Not very many of those. You left. brought me Did here to make me feel old. Well, hey, I know I'm I'm of the same. <laughs> I miss our JC Penny, but we're here to talk about local businesses. Yes, exactly. Local businesses that are Sayonara Sears. We got right. a lo local business coming in to fill your shoes. That's even better. Well, that that is true too. You have so many larger businesses that are have shut down here in the last mm. ten years. Yeah, that there are some smaller businesses that are able to come in. Now, I mean. A good chunk of them is shut down because of Amazon and your other superstores like Walmart and and uh, Sam's Club and stuff like that. But you have well, and our Main Street is just proof of it. You have mm -hmm. so many smaller shops that are able to come in and thrive. Yeah. In the community, especially when you get good community support. Yeah, things are really in flux flux right now in terms of like what kind of businesses are viable and yep. things businesses that you would have thought would have exceeded succeeded forever are sort of some of those are waning and well and now businesses have the opportunity that you don't have to you can develop a product and you don't have to go to walmart to a big name store in order to sell it hmm. you can just go to online and sell it straight from online yeah. that you don't have the overhead of all that stuff and you can you can become your own company and what i do on my end with you know small marketing mm -hmm. right that service is a, a, a very similar thing that small businesses have access to they can do it themselves or they can buy it from a single person like me as opposed to where larger companies would have required to work through sort of like an advertising agency right or a marketing or media department uh, so yeah lots of tools available for smaller businesses well, and, to help and them having that being in the local area, you're much more accessible for what people can do. Yeah. Instead of having to wait for another company to come in, you're able to provide all those services much quicker than most of the larger services that are out there. Yeah, and I'd like to think you're going to get better satisfaction working with one person and the amount of creative control that you can have and the, you know the control you can have over your project as opposed to working with a team of people. Exactly. Yeah. I've had a couple other people come in and say the exact same thing, mm. that the quality that you're going to get out of the product is going to be so much higher because you're not working with five people who are having trouble emailing each other. Yeah. It's, it's you and maybe another person 
collaborating in order to put out a high quality product. Yeah, and at least it may be like a lot closer to what you, the the customer, had in mind because you can really reach out to the person making it and have that direct contact. When you have much more options to change instead of here's your option, you have ABC, it's what do you need? Yeah. Let's go with that. Mm, yep. So, yeah. All right, we're going to take a short break and get a message in from our sponsors. This is the Peppers Podcast. Frank's Restaurant in Vincennes, Indiana is the best in fresh-made food. Located at 508 Main Street on the historic 1st Main Street of Indiana, Frank's offers a unique dining experience with delicious food. Open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and open the first Friday of every month from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. for the first Friday at Frank's. A dining experience mixed with local artists. Great for getting to know what the local area has available. Frank's, try something different. All right, and we are back here on the Peppers Podcast with Matt Ramsey of Optiviz Media. Is that correct? You got it. Yes, two for two. If you say Optiviz, it's uh, okay. I'll still work with you. Optiviz. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are some of the current issues you are facing today with the business? Oh, man. Well, I mean, things are not too bad right now, so that's a change of pace for me. Historically, I've, I think I've tried to step into this business full time in some capacity like three times in the last uh, two years since I started it. So like maintaining consistent and steady work it has been a challenge, whether that's, you know, I'm, I'm constantly assessing why, why I do struggle to maintain constant work. But whether it's my, my making the effective argument to the community, uh, whether I'm not looking hard enough or maybe whether the quality of my work improves, but for whatever reason, just maintaining a continuity of the availability of my service has probably been the biggest struggle that I've faced. When you started off with the business, did you start off doing exactly what you're doing now or did you pivot in the beginning? What do you mean in terms of like the services that I offer yes. or, yeah. oh my, uh, no, I definitely have focused a lot more. So I, de- I started out probably doing like literally whatever I could find or whatever anyone would pay me to do. And I have managed to streamline that down somewhat. Did you basically just take what was working and and narrow down to that? Or did you focus in on something that was more in line with what you wanted to do? Yeah, I'm grateful to say that most of the focusing I've been able to do has been sort of what the direction that I want to take the company in and how I want to develop myself professionally and present my portfolio of what I offer. And so I've been able to f- mostly, for the most part, focus on what I want to do. So that's, uh, you know, it didn't have to be that way, but I'm grateful that it has been. Are you, is your business, are you strictly offering services or do you have um, art for sale or do you have uh, any products that you have for sale? This is a good time to clear that up. My business is actually two businesses. So I have a sole proprietorship called Matt Ramsey Fine Photographs where I sell my fine art prints of my landscape photos and some other more conventional products like calendars. Every year I do a scenic Knox County calendar. Uh, You can see that work at the Northwest Territory Art Guild where I'm a member and a volunteer. And if you'd like to come visit me there, I volunteer there every Thursday from two to six. Um, But then there is also a limited liability company that I run called Optiviz Media LLC. And through that, I provide commercial photography and videography services. You said you do have art up for sale right now? Absolutely. At the at the guild or is it anywhere else here in town? The most convenient place to see it is at the guild. There's typically a volunteer there between around 11 to 2 
So sort of in, around that lunchtime frame, if you're on Main Street shopping, you can stop in there and see um, there's a cubby that's dedicated to my artwork and other volunteers there have their own cubbies that are dedicated to their artwork, as well as lots of artwork from throughout the community and the sort of more extended reach that the Guild has throughout the Southwest Indiana region. So you can experience a lot of diverse local art there. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, we have a good partnership with the, the Art Guild ourselves. We are able to bring in artwork from local artists through them. Uh, into here, into the business at Frank's. And uh, actually, I think we have one of your artwork up on our wall. Right you now. do. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, really improves the, uh, this, you basically maintain this uh, sort of around the month, but you guys also make an effort to bring in work. You coordinate with guild members to bring in work, especially for the first Fridays to sort of change things out. So exactly, we we uh, we really enjoy having a lot of good artists artists here in the area, and we've had we've sold quite a few pieces out of the out of the restaurant actually. So um, we're always like you said on the first of every month we re re. Um, on the first of every month, we get new artwork in from the guild. They bring it in and put it up on the walls. So definitely come by, and this is a great place to check it out, as well as at the the art guilds. Where where are the uh, where is the the art guild is so I it's between three sixteen I think Main Street. So between third and fourth Street mm-hmm. on the right hand side as you're driving down Main Street. So it's in it shares a building with the United Way. Okay. If you're familiar with that, yes. Yeah, so definitely a lot of different places to check out local artists and local art. Yeah, and I always encourage people to come out and check out the first Fridays also because we have three art galleries down right here on Main Street that are open every first Friday, um, usually every month or at least every two months. The galleries are switching out their shows, and the Shercliffe Gallery uh, on the VU campus is also open for the first Fridays. Yes, the through the uh, spring, summer, and fall months, they shut down for the winter. That's right. But and we do still have, on the first Friday, they do still bring new art into uh, the restaurant. So we are continuing that throughout the yeah, winter. Yeah, so it's a gr- really a growing event in the yes. community. Thank you guys at Frank's for supporting that. Hey, we like I said, we love to uh, support local business, and what better way to decorate our restaurant than with uh, local artists, right? So Absolutely. Um, did, can you find some of your artwork online? Did you say that? I or, or just in the guilds right now? Let me think about that answer for a second. So I'm transitioning my websites right now, and you can you can view my art at my website, which is mattramsey.gallery. Just that's the URL, mattramsey.gallery. It is not currently for sale online. Yeah, but you can at least view it and, and I, see what and you And I hope you do. Yeah, yeah. And like we said, you if you want to purchase some artwork, you can definitely go to the guilds and see where Yeah, or if you see something up. you really like, I always, I mean, there's nothing makes me happier than when someone sends me an email that says, hey, I really like this. Can you make me a print of it? So. Yeah. And I also sometimes sell artwork at art shows as well. And so there's a schedule on the website you can view if you'd like, if you're in the area of an art show, a fall festival, that kind of thing, and you want to check check out more of my work in person. Excellent. Here's a really hard question. Um, if you're going to do a print for somebody, what around about are you starting off with the price? Well, it's actually not that hard. I charge a flat rate of 40 cents per square inch. Okay. And uh, I typically do not charge extra on top of the cost for framing if you want to buy something framed. Okay. That a lot of people have issues with that because some are most people are doing service based uh, 
pricing. So they're like, well, you know, that's kind of, it depends on what you need. Yeah, I know. I just want a base price so people can work up from there. So, yeah, 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 that's, and that's usually a pretty straightforward starting point. If you want something in metal or something more exotic, obviously that's more expensive. But yeah. if you just want to print for your house, you see something you like on my website, that's, that's my rate. Excellent. And I've seen a lot of your work. It's, it's very, very good. Definitely check out the uh, videos that you've, you've been posting on Facebook and everything. And, and uh, abs- if you need that, you definitely need to check out Mr. Ramsey here. What changes would you like to see in the local area to make operating your business easier? Well, what's wrong with the area? Yeah, nothing's nothing. It's, it's just sometimes, you know, you would like to see. Yeah, there's, I guess there's always room for something to improve. Something to improve, exactly, yeah. Uh, so... Like I said, like the biggest struggle with my business is was like keeping it open. I think that part of that is like uh, just having enough business to keep yourself available for the people who need you. And a lot of I know other uh, creative workers in the community have struggled with this. And other creative workers that I've engaged with in other communities tell me that, you know, sometimes up to half of their income is from sort of like public work, I, I think is maybe a way to describe it, like municipal work. Mm-hmm. Um government work but not necessarily just government work this could be entities like uh you know your commissions and your foundations and your boards um and i don't know that that's really part of like our our practice or uh, i don't know if that's part of our muscle memory uh, here in the community is sort of like the when we take on a project when we do a project communicating that back to the community through creative engagement i think that is a big issue and a disconnect for a lot of the local government entities is being able to communicate that, hey, we have these these projects coming up. Um, we would like to get information from local creatives to be able to help out with producing the flyers, banners, yeah, whatever. The, essentially the community out media. the community outreach yes, end of it. Yeah, yeah. Video to say, hey, here's the Vincennes Rendezvous is coming up. Yeah. And here's a video showing you an example of what you can see when you're there. And I know they do some of that. Yeah. Um, but I think they could, A, possibly do a lot more, and B, communicate when they're looking for people to do that. Sure. Because, I mean, a- and m- maybe they do, but uh, I'm also not looking for that stuff. But I never see any advertisements. Yeah, for so, it, for example, no one ever contacts me and says, like, uh, I don't know, I've got a contract or I'm putting in a proposal and the request for a proposal says that I need to do X, Y, or Z to inform the community of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no one ever comes to me and says, like, I, 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 I'm, the contract requires that I make a 30-second video and that, like, I engage the community in this way, right? It's just, like, not part of our, our muscle memory mm-hmm. is the way I think of it. But I think it, we need to start developing ourselves that way. Uh, not just so that people in the community know what we're doing, both both with public and private funds, mm-hmm. um, but also to to maintain uh, creative work workers available when they're needed in the private sector. There was a third part to that, right? So that basically. Uh, Let me think about how to put that. I'm so sorry. No, I can edit this. It's fine. I just wish you didn't have to. Right. So I think that sort of having that as a, a more normal practice uh, will 
will maintain creative work available when it's needed by the private sector, but will also keep people in the community better informed about sort of what the projects are that are going on and, and what what's available for their benefit. Or possibly clearer communication of what that process is that they go through when they're doing those things. Because especially being a public entity, I would think that they would need to be like, hey, this is how we get our stuff done. And plus, I think that would foster a lot of goodwill with the community when they see that that is the process. Again, maybe they do, and I just don't know it. But I'm kind of in a position now that where I'm looking for that kind of stuff. Sure. And, and I don't really see it myself. And we both kind of sit on in the wrong area too. Yeah. But no, not necessarily. But I mean, we both kind of sit on one end of it. But I, maybe there's a little work to be picked up on the other end. Mm -hmm. I sit on a board. I'm an elected official. I need. I want to oversee this project. How can I make sure that people understand what the benefit is to them? And and that you know. If, if you're in that position, you want people to know what you're doing. So well, Yeah, and they may not know who they need to reach out to in order to get those things yeah, done. Yeah, it's possible. So, so yeah, yeah we've, we've all got a part, to, I think, to that maybe we can make this a, a more of an improvement. Sure. Clear lines of communication. Woo. That seems to be a theme around here. We Everybody needs just clear lines of communication to get things done. So, But, if, and everybody's got a part in it. So yes. everybody is everybody. So, so yeah. say I was a entity coming to you and looking for, again, very basic pricing here for say a 30 second clip of, we have this festival coming up. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know it's, th these are hard questions. Yeah. Here. Well, if you're, if you just want to know my specific rates, um, sure. I don't mind sharing that, mm -hmm. that they will, if you're not accustomed to purchasing a media, they'll sound expensive but they're actually quite reasonable um, and I'm proud of the work that I've done to get those rates down to where they're in the budget of people who are just starting out their businesses which are the customers that I'm most excited about seeking uh, so I have a photography day rate which is I'm almost embarrassed to say this photographers are going to kill me <laughs> I have a photography day rate which is $300 per day and that's not only is that quite cheap in and of itself, but I've also amended my rates so that I can offer a half a day rate mm -hmm. of $150 if we can get your job knocked out so that I can fill the rest of the day with some other job. Mm -hmm. I do video work, full productions for $600 per day on location. Um, and then I also edit edit videos down to deliver all pro deliverable products for $100 per minute. So if you needed a 30-second spot, we're talking about I hate to say it, but 50 bucks in video editing and per potentially as low as $600 for a full on-location production. So $650 would be the quote that I would send you if you came to me with that need. Okay, yeah. That I, does not seem unreasonable to me it's at all. It's quite cheap. I'm kind of in the in that business too, so I understand what kind of goes into those pricings too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you offer the video and and photograph editing um, what would you suggest to a starting business to be a opening portfolio if they're trying to get their business out there with okay. the services that you offer? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would not recommend something exotic. Don't reinvent the wheel. Start with the basics and meet your customers' expectations, right? Um, get your products photographed first and foremost. Get some, if you are involved in making, providing a service or making your product, uh, we definitely want to, you want people to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. Uh, for a lot of people, the values and the personal touch that you put in things. 
capturing that in video is really powerful. So getting like an about us video made is also a, like a, a good uh, expenditure of some media bucks. And if we can find a platform to put that on online, cool. If you don't have a following yet, let's maybe get that on a website too. That can be pretty inexpensive and simple to set up so that you can, people can see that content and you can kind of get a mailing list going and gauge what, how valuable your idea is, your proposition to people who are interested in it. Are people searching for that service on Google? You know, you can start to kind of see what the traffic looks like and analyze maybe what the market is for your business proposition. As you get more involved and you want to do some more stuff, uh, one thing that I really like to do is like creative collaborations. So um, maybe something that's a little different than what people expect in traditional marketing media. If you came to me and, and like, sure, we could, we could, I could prop up a camera in your laundromat and you could look at my camera and be like, we, you know, this Will's laundromat's got the best washing machines ever and your <laughs> clothes get real clean, right? Uh, that's fine. But, you know, why don't, why don't we bring a band with a sizable following in to record a music video in mm -hmm. your laundromat, right? So I'm always looking for like creative ways to surprise people and sort of build a little goodwill and, uh, and, you know, it's, it's not just about telling people what you do. It's sort of about building a brand and connecting with people and audiences. So th that's, that's, I would sort of, my next recommendation after you get your basics covered, maybe jump over the canyon of all the boring conventional media that you see and do something fun and exciting and creative. Yeah, because if you do something that's kind of out of the box, it's going to be a lot more memorable than if you do a tried and true video advertising that everybody does for sure and like that's people expect to be reached through regular content that they consume now not through special advertising i mean of course you're going to see ads on tv that's still valuable uh, or you know the fa the occasional facebook ad that you scroll by but if you can get people if you can provide something to people that's valuable to them even if only for entertainment purposes then uh, they'll stop and watch it, and that's what you really want. Yeah, you want you want people to see what you're you're doing there. Uh, do you create websites, or do you just offer products to be put on websites for other people? I'm making way too many websites right now. It's not my primary service offering, but sometimes it's it's really simple for me to take product photos that I'm doing for you, put them onto a basic template e-commerce site, and like the where you are in your business, that's what you are in your budget, and you can't afford to uh, go out and have a custom you know, website built. And so, yes, that is a service that I offer. You are not building the website. I, you're I, just using a template, right? More or less, yeah. yes. Okay, I'm not okay. custom designing the yeah. website and all the elements. I'm taking the stuff that, I'm, you know, that I made for you, your product photos, your About Us video, and putting it onto a template site if you don't already have a site available and you can't afford something more bespoke. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually happy to provide that because it's a critical thing that growing businesses need, um, but it's not something that I'm really pushing for. Yeah, okay. Well, and there are quite a few other businesses in the local area that do just that. And they do we way have, better than me, and yeah. I'm not trying to compete with them. So I've had Swank & Co. Uh, in, on and here. And Hannah is fantastic. Absolutely, If yeah. you can afford her, like, you will not be disappointed with the service you get from her, but I, there are just some people that's just, that's not where they're at in their Well, budget. they're not there yet, yeah, possibly. Yeah, not there yet, exactly. And like we said, we were talking about businesses that are starting up and just mm -hmm. getting their name out there. So, yep. yeah, this is the stepping stone to get to where you need to go. Absolutely. That's a valuable tool to offer and a valuable thing for people to know where they can get that. So uh, 
tell us about your um, studio at the Pantheon. Oh boy, I'm so excited about it. I love spending time in there. So uh, they've I've got a room on the second floor of the Pantheon. It's room 204. If you just want to come hang out with me, and you know, sort of part of it is a conventional office, you know, a desk and drawers and stuff. And then part of it is like my playground. I've got a product photo box set up in there, uh, lighting equipment, all my cameras and my toys. And there are days that I will go in there and be doing product photos and videos. Uh, there are days that I'll go in there and use it as a studio to record YouTube content for my own personal like uh, promotional channels and educational channels. And there are days that I will just go in there and play with the toys. And it, having that dedicated space has really both, I think, enhanced my capabilities because I, you know, just having the time to get creative and learn my tools better and learn my trade better. It's also less distracting than working at home. And it's certainly a more professional place where I'm more comfortable bringing clients to show them their work and talk about their creative needs. Uh, yeah, I've found that for a struggle for myself. I've, we were started off at the Pantheon. That wasn't a right fit for us with, with what was going on. But uh, that's my next step is a permanent studio. Right now, I'm lucky enough to uh, be able to use the uh, the dining room here at Frank's, but uh, this is not a permanent solution yeah, <laughs> at, at yeah. the moment. But at least it is a dedicated, well, it's a not-at-home space. Yes, yeah, yes. So that's and huge. I do not want to record in my house. That is that is the uh, number one I feel issue. like I'm eating my words because I always said, you know, uh, in my house, I've got like my musical instruments set up and, you know, uh, my books and and of course my camera equipment. And I, I just think, well, this is my creative space. And so I'll be creatively productive here. But, but that is your home. And hey, my bed is in the other room. That's true. And, and the TV's uh, there, the TV, Will. Uh, my new show is getting ready to come out yeah. on Amazon. And I yeah. really could binge it for the next four hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is my, my issue. Too. Now, my thing is, is, is if I had a separate space that was not was still at my house but not mm -hmm. in my house i can separate that in my mind and mm -hmm. i'm here to work or <laughs> i'm here to record and and i can separate that but i just never would have suspected it for myself but it turns out i was a slacker all along yeah because uh, i've been far more productive working in a dedicated studio space. I, I have known from a small child that i am a slacker so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you didn't embarrassingly discover it on a podcast in no, front of everyone. Oh, no, uh, lucky no. you. No, it it honestly, it's been a struggle to get to to here. I, I've been very lucky to uh, to have the listenership and the uh, opportunities put in front of me. So yeah. uh, um, hopefully, we could just grow from here. So. Yeah, but be sure to take credit for your own what you've accomplished oh, through your own motivation yeah. as yeah. well, because you're I, I'm a listener of the podcast, and I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you, thank you. All right, so what are the plans for the future of the business? Well, we got to grow. That's for sure. There's no, no question about that. So I'm looking at how do we, how do we grow? Um, have I basically sucked all the life out of the Vincennes market? Do I start looking outside of, you know, to moving into other areas? Definitely need to be picking up bigger projects. Um, probably a big part of my growth strategy is going to be collaborating with other people uh, bringing on, on other skill sets, not necessarily as employees, but to take on projects that I can't do on my own. Mm -hmm. So would love to start working maybe with some tourism bureaus. Not, I mean, yeah. working with our tourism bureaus is great, but we're not the only one in, you know, in the area. Um, and we certainly don't have the biggest budget. So mm -hmm. that is also important, um, working with uh, larger entities and agencies, 
we have plenty of those in town, so maybe engaging with those, a, cam a campaign to engage with those uh, would be a good initiative to undertake. Um, and then uh, main uh, forming and maintaining better connections with other creatives. Uh, I think those are sort of my immediate immediate goals to, to achieve my long-term growth goals. That's awesome. Steps forward, that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, what is your contact info? Okay, so if you go to my website, which we mentioned before is mattramsey.gallery or optiviz.media, O-P-T-I-V-I-Z.media, you can basically get all my contact, but I'm very active on social media through Instagram. I have a separate, like I, I've got the two separate photography things, and you can see my landscape photos at matt.ramsey.photo. You can see examples of my commercial work at optiviz.media. Those are my Instagram accounts. You can just search my name on Facebook. Um, to, to check out what I'm doing on Facebook. I'm on TikTok, matt.tick, uh, or you can just give me a phone call at 812-681-1711 or email me at matt at optiviz.media, M-A-T-T at O-P-T-I-V. Oh, can I start that over? M-A-T-T at O-P-T-I-V-I-Z dot media. Excellent. You can spell. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that issue all the time unless I'm writing it down. I'm like, is, is that how you spell not, it? Not every day, but you got my best, best self today. That's right. Hey, it's uh, it's later in the day today. So, you That's, know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I've uh, been burning the candle at both ends and in the middle here lately. So thanks for the excuse as well. Hey, whatever gets you. I'm an English day, major. Right? And I, if I can't spell, then I, yeah, I need all the excuses you'll give me. I am not an English major. I think I'm all right with spelling though. So. A lot of fun. All right. Hey, Matt, I want to thank you for coming in here and talking with me. And uh, let me know what you do and the opportunities that you are providing the local area. Thanks a lot, Will. It was really great talking to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Hopefully we can get you back on here uh, soon, maybe with uh, another one of our uh, our interviewees and uh, see what you guys are doing. That would be Maybe fair. we can hook you up with somebody to uh, do a collab and, and see where we're going from there. Fantastic to have another story to tell. Absolutely, yeah. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Peppers podcast. I am Will Peppers, and you have a great day.